Kamir Jamfi, founder of the British Blacklist, and I'm here with two distinguished gentlemen, the gentleman with the hat and the locks. <laughs> Hello, um, my name is Sebastian Till. I'm a um, director, write, writer and producer. Thank you. And the other gentleman with the locks, who are yes. you? <laughs> um, my name is Ajani Salmon, and I'm a writer, director, actor, yeah. Beer things. <laughs> what other way? See, this is the thing because I feel like when you're in the UK, we kind of downplay all our accolades and what we do. Mm. So we're like, you know, you've got to say every single thing that you do in this world. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm also an exit producer on the thing, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but we're not trying to bring up every, you know what I mean? No, but you're supposed to. This is the whole point. It's your chance to brag and tell everybody who the hell you are. Because yeah. Sebastian, you're also an exec producer too. You exec produce some things, haven't you? Well, yeah, my own stuff, personal projects, yeah. So I produce, I write, I write, direct, produce. Away from filmmaking, I do a lot of other things as well, like around art and stuff. I'm getting annoyed of you two because other things are the things we want to know. The other thing I do is I run a, a company called Dope Black Art and we focus on amplifying black culture through visual art, really. We've got about... 860,000 followers and we work with loads of different brands such as like Netflix, HBO and so on and so forth to kind of amplify certain projects through art. You see if I didn't push you you would have told me about this big phenomenal thing that you're doing. Like, <laughs> see what I'm saying now Ajani I'm coming for you don't you can sit there and laugh I'm coming for you you said other <laughs> things as well what are the oh, other things? I'm not, I'm not so spectacular I won't lie to you. <laughs> no, listen uh, look, man, I just, I just, yeah, I literally just write stuff, direct stuff. And sometimes I read loads of stuff, like my read loads and my like music. I've just, I just feel like, yeah, it's just a Jamaican new to tell story. I'm well, just cool at it. That's part of it. That's all part of it. That's what we got to know. <laughs> yeah. How did you two meet? Like, since when are you lot friends? I know this. You know what? My first memory of a journey was um, going to subjectivity. So I used to go to this event, subjectivity, and I always just used to, I, I, I wasn't really someone that participated in debates. So I'm not really good at that. Um, so I was listening and every time I went, I would hear Ajani say some, some of the realest stuff ever. And I was just like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? So I think through, you know, just um, seeing him participate in those, in, in that show, I just got to, yeah. I, I knew him, he didn't know me. We met there, yeah, because I remember Dion being there as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because I, I, I had seen your stuff. So I had seen Sebastian's work prior to, to, to knowing him personally and Upshot and stuff. So I remember going, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah it's subjectivity. <laughs> but yeah, it was a long time, long time ago. So how, for those for the listeners that don't know, what is subjectivity? Mm. Uh, I guess subjectivity, well, I think subjectivity is this platform run by Lionheart and Charles, and it's almost like a discussion show. So it's almost like a public safe space where each month uh, pre-COVID, they would have an event every month and discuss like a topic and get either like speakers, comedians. They do like these interactive conversational um activities throughout the night around this topic so mm. yeah man it was just a really it was a vibe it was a vibe you said it was a safe space for people to come connect and i feel like in this here uk the struggles of being a creative the struggles of being a black creative whatever however you want to look at it 
there needs to be an outlet where you guys can come together and break, where we can come together, break bread and lean on each other for support or share ideas. It's so with subject, <laughs> subjectivity, are there other places like that? And have you found the growing need for that as the industry kind of works out what the hell it wants to do with a black storyteller? There's the TV collective, they do some events. You've put together some things where I feel like we have a safe space, especially as like, you know, black creatives to talk amongst ourselves about what's going on. And I think it definitely is needed and it definitely helped. For example, I had, you know, Victor who passed. Yeah. He was always someone that was like into the business of film. So every time I came, every time I was, you know, doing a deal here, he was someone I could go to and say, yo, like, is this deal dodgy or should I like, how much should I be getting paid? And, and, you know, so it's really good when you have people that are your peers that are, you know, further along in the industry because the rules and what's online is not exactly what it, what it is, you know, like you might see things in articles, you might see things in videos, but when it comes down to it, budgets and, and deals are, it's not, <laughs> it's not the same. So it's really good to have insiders. And you've kind of been here, done that for a little bit longer than a journey. And you coming into it from this space, a journey, needing a safe space to talk and you relax and really feel like confident in exploring the frustrations of this industry. Has that been something that you've sought out and needed as you've been exploring the space? I mean, it's definitely something that's needed. But to be honest, as you say, I didn't come into this space seeking it or even to be quite frank at some point not even caring because I would say I came here um, for film school in 2013 so me coming in I, I didn't know nobody I just came to England called the film school and I'm just trying to make my films and do whatever and even in making the web series initially was just like it was me just saying actually I don't care what you man are doing or what you man are telling me to do because I've seen Michael Dapper do his own thing on bus. I've seen Kyle do his own thing on bus. I've seen, you know, in America, Issa Rae do her own thing on bus. So actually, I'm not even begging or nothing. I'm gonna just do my own thing and bus. And and it's, but it is useful to have because as I say, because that was me out of the industry, just feeling some type of way, right? And now that I'm in, like Sebastian said, it's good to have people are spaces where you can actually have a real conversation about numbers like even just <laughs> numbers like how much somebody forget pay because yeah. Yeah. Says, me a lot of jobs that initially got i was taking money again this is me with no money i'm thinking yeah like 200 pounds i'm sick like man, man got no money like you know what i mean and then chatting to somebody and they're like nah bro like your director it should be like five bills a day and it's like what you get five bills yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean just simple things like that is like is needed like like sebastian said to just like to know really how to navigate the space so sebastian in seeing um like i'm assuming you saw dreaming while black the web series yeah and that's how you kind of were aware of the project right but yeah and then how did this relationship build to the fact that now you're so so for me i have always loved dreaming whilst black like i remember in fact when we went to the screening i wasn't even the person that was invited i think it was dion that i was invited so my <laughs> wife was invited <laughs> and i came as a plus one 
and I came and I watched a few 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 of the episodes and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the UK Atlanta. Like that's the first thing I thought. And I was like, I, I remember speaking to Adjani and just saying, yo, it, if this doesn't get picked up, like people are crazy. And this was when he first made it. So this is years ago. Um, and then, you know, I started to hear through the grapevines like, oh, Dreaming Whilst Black might get picked up and stuff a few years back. And I was like, really, really excited about it for him mainly. I was just like, wow, like we don't have anything like this. And, you know, I trust whatever he's doing to be done properly. And then just through Ajani's requirements and <laughs> hard work, uh, Sebastian was here, you know, and involved in the project. For me, it was, you know, we had a conversation. I pitched some of my ideas. And yeah, they gelled well together and that brought us here. But um, what's your official role on the project? Director, director. Yeah. Okay. So Ajani, so you, you, you'd seen Sebastian's work. You'd been inspired by it, of course, as you do when you see someone's work that you like and admire. And then you had your project Dreaming Whilst Black as a web series. What was that process where where the web series got a lot of attention mm -hmm. and a lot of accolades, a lot of celebration. It was like, what is this fresh new, this, this new voice that's coming to shake up the industry with some real talk and address some of the issues that we've all faced in this space. What was then the process from it then being a rumor about being picked up to actually it being picked up? My, you know what? Yeah, I guess, again, because I was outside the industry, I didn't, I, I don't know the process. So even just the first time when it was like, I remember um, when my agent called me, Christian, and it was like, yo, bro, like, BBC want to pick up the thing. And I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm thinking, yo, man's made it, cuz. And then it was like, all right, cool. And it's like, you wait for the meeting, the, you know, meeting. And it's like, okay, cool, so you need to do this. And like, just the, the length of time, I thought that first phone call was just like, my bus. I made it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, nah, nah, nah. So like, you have to do this stuff, and then we're like, pitch it to like you know it has to go up the channels and back down and yeah. get, get the pilot and it's like oh all right cool and then it's like cool you got the pilot so I'm like so you made it now yeah and it's like oh nah 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 so we're just paying you to like write the script no like maybe we might shoot it but it's just the script so it's it's after I mean after that that point when everybody's excited it's like yo Jumas I'm like guys trust me <laughs> there are more hurdles we ain't there yet <laughs> like we ain't there. Yeah. you know what I mean so so it was it what well, obviously there was that initial excitement but when you start learning like what it takes to like actually get on screen after a while I was like man let me just do what they told me to do right now yeah, which is yeah. write the script then it was like okay cool do the table read I'm not even gonna let me just do the table read and obviously yeah. <laughs> when it got ordered to, 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 to shoot, then I'm like, all right, yeah, we're doing it now. Like now I can get excited. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, we're interviewing director Sebastian. I'm like, like then it's like, yo, let's get excited. But yeah, man, it, it's such a long process that I guess people aren't generally aware of. Sebastian, cause you've been in the game officially, according to, you know, the, the, the internet since 2012 and it's kind of like tied in with when I launched the British Blacklist so I remember I think I remember yeah. going to a screening of illegal activity I, might, yeah. I, I went to a screening and so that was like oh wow again fresh new voice and then the further things you did like the Friday parody all those type of things mm -hmm. and just a couple and all those projects and but then 
what was the project that made you realize like, ah, oh, it don't go like that. Even though the industry might be like, yes, this is great. There's a process and there's a waiting. I think it's the waiting. Cause I've been you waiting. Know what? Yeah, you know what? I, so with all my shorts, it was a different process. Yeah, I, I can be a hard worker and I can carry on going and make something happen, right? As soon as you start working within the machine or a machine, it's, you know, there's there's people you have to speak to, there's approval, there's this and that. And it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's brilliant because, you know, you have loads of different uh, voices that are there to kind of speak from different perspectives, right? But I mean, for me, I had to get used to those layers, like working with producers and then work with commissioners and then doing notes and then doing editing and just all of those kind of things. So the project was a sooner, just a couple. So when I done just a couple, that's where I started to learn the process and, you know, the different layers and the different things that are involved in making a production in terms of production company, BBC, what roles they all play to make something happen. And I think I got further, I got deeper into learning how certain things work. Um, the more writing I've done since just a couple I've been in development for you know for a couple of years really like writing for with loads of different production companies and working on, on different projects and I think that process has taught me so much like like pitching to channels what they reject what they accept how you go from an idea to treatment stage and script stage and development I think that part of it has been um the biggest learning curve for me I suppose the the heart of this is the fact that you came from doing it yourself and I think in the yeah. UK we, um we have to do it ourselves as creators because the industry has been so the gates have been so firmly shut for us when it comes to our ideas and stuff like that and so and I think there is that what is it uh, misinformation, misinterpretation, misunderstanding of that. When you can do something and it bo and it blows on on the on on the internet, for example, and your peers and your community responds to it, but then when the industry take over, then it's like, oh no no, they might like it, but it doesn't matter. If you want to go through these steps, these are the this is the procedure. Was that kind of like a rude awakening? Was it a rude awakening for you, Ajani and Sebastian, or was it like, I I get it, I'm happy to learn. <laughs> Go on, Johnny. <laughs> um, you know what? It is not necessary. It, it was an awakening because I, th I think part of the awakening is that I'm not used to answering to anyone. Like, again, I, I made the web series with my brethren's four quarter films and they would give, like, we'd give each other notes. And But this is a friend thing. Like, we give each other notes. And if I don't actually want the note, I'd be like, I hear you, but like, no and we move, you know what I'm saying? So going into a, a, a space where it's like, okay, cool, this is how it's done. And there's a part of me that says, but it's mine. And there's another part that's saying, actually, but this is television. And I, the reality is I haven't written for television before. So there's just certain structures which I'm not aware of. And, but Sarah, um, Sarah Santi, who's a commissioning editor throughout the script was very just like, yo, like this is, like, this is how it is. Like, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you that you need to hit these beats. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel like it was a, it was a, a learning, it was a awakening, but you know, 
I understand what it is because you're in, we're getting permission to go into a system. You know what I'm saying? Like they bought something that they want to see on their platform, which they already have an idea of what time slot, what channel, what da 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 da, da right? So it's just about making sure that your vision, I think that's the key, is that no matter where you get strong left or right, is anchor yourself in your vision and what you're trying to say. And from you do that, you know that any pushback that tries to shape that core, that's when you know, all right, we can't do that because that shifts what this is. And yeah, I get, man, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process. I like the way you handed over that, um, Sebastian, and you laughed hard. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it would be, I'm assuming it would be more difficult for someone like you who's been in the game for longer, who has been your own boss for longer, was oh, I'm, I'm saying assuming was it difficult to hear those beats and then coming into this space working on dreaming whilst black and applying what you learned with just a couple into this space did it all make sense or was there still a sense of but imagine if we could just do it ourselves in our way and bypass. yeah you know you know what it is every everyone's intentions are to make the project the best that it can be right i i think everyone is trying to do that whether it's the commissioners to the producers to me and Johnny everyone they're trying to do that and also like I think it's about picking your battles finding where to compromise understanding that you know people can have different ideas of how things should be done like me and Johnny would have different ideas do you get what I mean mm. we, we might have the same tone and the same type of thing that we want but our imaginations take us to different places. So I think most most of the time, it's about trying to find a place where you can, you know, like the middle place where you've all kind of been like, okay, cool. This is as close as we're gonna get to what we can all see this being. And I think for me, the most challenging part or the thing that I had to learn through this process was how to direct someone else's work. Right. So I've I've always done my own thing from writing, producing, even um, editing, you know, even just a couple. I edited that. So I've never this was the first time I didn't edit a piece of work I've done. And I think that whole process of directing someone else's words and and this and that was all part of this learning curve of the collaboration, I guess, and learning how to implement other voices within something I'm trying to do so I think it's a challenge and I think especially for black creatives it sometimes can feel as more of a challenge because a lot of the times you're used to getting the door shut in your face with your ideas so then when you get into spaces that aren't allowing your ideas it might hit in a different kind of way but I think you know if we separate that element of it and we just look at it as everyone's trying to do the best, then I think you have got the space to create something, you know, something special. Hopefully we've done that. I hear you. And let's talk about it because, Johnny, tell us what Dreaming Miles Black is, new, the new version. What's happening? What's it's a, it, listen, what's the it's, it's, it's a rebirth. It's, it's, we just re posted the web series and say, yo, money. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it is subsequently still about a young black guy who's trying to break into the film industry. That's it. You and know. the things he encounters along the way. 
And the things he causes on the way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And what's, and what's your, your, so you're a creator, writer, you're starring in it. Tell us about your position in this whole project. Uh, yeah, man, so I have uh, exec producer credit. I'm one of the writers on the show. I obviously am the actor in the show as well. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm, and I'm one of the creators. Well, people are going to be shocked, you know. They're going to be yeah. like, right, Johnny's, Johnny's actor, yeah? Yeah. Full on, full on, full on actor. Uh, <laughs> So what was it like directing a journey? Also knowing that this is his story, because as you said, you had to like, you're directing someone else's story and you're directing the creator in the project. So it's not even like he's the writer that can sit off. He's actually in it as well. The hard part of that, which is like really, it's, it's not even that it's hard. It's just something that you have to, you have to learn, right? You can only learn through experience. And I think directing someone that wrote something is something that now I know I'll, I think I'll be much better handling that moving forward because they've written it and they know how they want to say things or how things should be said. So it's quite an interesting dynamic to have, which was quite cool. But also Johnny's energy already is just, he's got like this laid back, cool vibe. And I think that the character is just pretty much him, you know? So I think him just being himself was key, but where he needed to act, he acted. It was really fun working with Johnny, man. It, it I don't know how he did it. I don't know how you can have like Bruh, you know space in your brain to, to act and deal with stress and problems on set or this or that all at the same time. Like, like you. That's what I was going to say. That was one of my things, which is to learn as well, where even for the web series, again, because we made it with friends. Yes. It was kind of like, say we did a scene, say, or say we did a take or something. <laughs> And I was thinking, yo, I really feel like I saw it for good. I'm like, I just talked to them and said, yo, brother, like, make a work on this because literally I feel it right now. I mean, I feel comfortable right now. And we had the time to do that. Now you're saying, yo, we're shooting in X amount of time. These are the things on set. Da, 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 da. Everything has to be in place. Everything is prepped, right? And it was really for me, again, because I'm a director also, it just, in general, yeah. there's certain scenes where I... But so again, as a, as a director, when I write, I, we, we write very visual. So even like a lot of shots, like the opening shot, we write specifically what the camera does and where it moves to, yeah. right? So now even being in a scene, I remember just being in a scene and sitting down and I see the camera and in my head, I'm like, right, like, but that's not where man really saw the camera. Sit. But I was like, <laughs> it's not my thing. Like, like, just give it up. Give it up, like, just, just surrender to the fact that, yo, obviously Sebastian knows what he's doing he got this whatever he's it, it may be different to how I imagined it but we'll get the same result so let him just do his thing and just kind of surrender to the fact that bro just deliver for me it was I can't worry about his thing and mess up my thing <laughs> because my thing is deliver the lines if he shoots it and it's great but I'm not delivering my lines because I'm thinking about what he's doing, then I've messed up. So it was that thing of like, just surrender to the fact that actually you're a writer and you're, you're an actor, sorry, and just accept that. But yeah, there were, it was that, it like constantly reminding you, just, just act. Yeah. Back. And you know why that, that, that's all an important lesson in general, because I think even for me, I never got shots or things that I envisioned. So. Yeah. 
I have to come to terms with that as a director of, you know, we might not have enough time to, to do this or do that. So that lesson of like being able to adapt or go with what you have in that moment is, you know, transferable to just skills you just need in your toolbox, I think. I think for anybody, you need to know the rules in order to break them properly. So when you break them, you know what you're breaking and why you're breaking them. Mm -hmm. Just breaking the rules and becoming shocked when it's like, oh, why didn't this work? Because you can't apply when you don't know what the rules are that you're breaking. I think, I think that's a lesson for all of us to kind of take on board. So like, let's talk about the cast. Who else is in this project? And, and who did you bring back, Kajani? Yo, oh, man. so Danny Mosley is still with us as Amy, which is great. Love Danny. And yeah, and we have some new faces. Obviously we have, again, because most of, to be honest, the web series was mostly friends. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, so there was that element to it. And there's some characters which are just not in the pilot at all. Okay. But now we have Demi, Demi Ladipo, who's playing Maurice, my cousin, who's so good. From Barbershop, funny enough, from Barbershop, I remember saying to him, he was like, yo, we need to work together. And I'm like, yo, that definitely happened. Fast forward a couple of years and we're here. Um, we have Rachel Adedeji, who smashed it, who... Just from her audition, I remember we were just all like, yo, like, this is, yeah, she's sick. Um, yeah, we have Babiria as well, Babiria Bukilwa, who's now coming in. I'm, I never really want to say which character she'll come in as, but she's there. Y'all okay. will see it and love it. And she, again, just a phenomenal actress, you know, and we have more, funny enough, Heather was really good. Heather's the casting director. She was really great at in terms of finding the balance as well, because outside of those those actors, we also have like Alex Owen, Tom Storton, Will Hislop, Toby Williams, who are just like comedic geniuses who kind of mm. complement what we have as well. So yeah, man, we have a couple, you know, a couple old faces, you know, we have an old face, we have a couple new faces and we have some more popular faces as well. So it's, it's a nice blend. What's it like, um, Sebastian, seeing the people that you come up with, some of the people that you come up with and new faces, especially from the black creative space in this something like this and you being a part of it and feeling like you're a part of something different because it has felt like, I think for the next couple of years, we're going to see some different things. However, I mean, it's not it's not the start because you, you've been doing it, but it feels like a new rebirth of something that's happening. What's that, what's that feeling like right now? Does it feel different? It feels like it's about time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, yes. But I mean, but I mean, you know what? Like, like Johnny was saying, I've always been like that type of person that I, I wasn't trying to get into the industry. I was just, you know, making things happen regardless. But I mean, um, it's only so far you can. It is. There's only people need to live and make an income and stuff. And I think that's what obviously the industry provides. You know, so I think it's just beautiful to see people progressing in their careers you know getting paid properly and and hopefully using this as like use this as a launch pad for for like the next stage of their careers because you know we don't tend to get a lot of shots and I think every shot counts so this pilot will um hopefully open doors more doors for everyone that was involved not just on screen but off screen 
we have a really good bunch of people that are, that are H HODs, a good team of HODs, and really? and I just hope that you know this this pushes everyone a little bit into the direction. Also, I think that this is a show that the type of tone that it is, we don't have a lot of shows with this tone. In fact, I can't think of one in the UK. Um, we don't have comedy dramas rooted in this kind of world. So, yeah, like I'm just really happy, like, especially for Johnny, man. This is it's crazy. Well, it's no, crazy bro. Bro. Everyone, no, honestly, I think it's the same energy. And I feel like you felt that energy on set. Yeah. Where it was like, yo, what we're doing is bigger than us. Right. And you felt that with the, as I said, with the HODs, like, again, it's the way you make stuff on your own, like, yo, the budget's small. You see what I'm saying? So even having like a costume designer, like Mark Lord, who just, mm. when I'm seeing costumes, I'm, when I'm seeing my own clothes, I'm thinking, ah, me, it looks so like, or even like Cynthia, who was in hair and makeup, who, like, even just having like the whole hair and makeup team be people of color and see, like, myself, at best, yes. I'm get mattifying powder at best. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was getting that Vaseline all no, the time. Yeah. Like, These are your colors. Vaseline on deck. Yeah, no, his lips. Never put on. Always looking moist. Hair, <laughs> this, that. Like, it, the whole thing was just like, right, like, is this what I can look like? You know, what I mean? you know even just all of that. Yeah. Like, again, even production design, like with Angel, just. Yeah, man, just I get like, just building sets. The fact that we could like design and like we're having conversations about okay, what does this room look like? What what colors does he have? You know, having those conversations even with John, as he's saying, the DP Sebastian can speak tomorrow, just of just how this is gonna look. I think for us, it was important to kind of fit the tone that they already set in the web series and try and see if there's ways to either do the cameras, do the lighting, do how it's shot and through just making it still feel like a comedy drama, you know, it's very easy to work in TV and then do a comedy and do and start shooting things like handheld and quickly and trying to get your shots but we were very committed to the vision to make it happen which meant that you know a lot of time would have been put on how things are looking and locations so you lose some time with actors and stuff so there's that this is where you know compromise happens when you're working in tv because the speed of it is fast super fast i spoke to barry jenkins yesterday for his new series the underground railroad okay he said something about being on set with his people because the story this is slightly different but the story of underground railroad is about slavery right and he was um they had a therapist on set who would you know for the more stressful scenes there was someone on hand to kind of help Brilliant. him through it and he said i think he went in with the assumption that probably would be the, the therapist speaking to the brothers and sisters because it's their history that's being kind of they're the ones in the line of fire in that in that situation however he saw the therapist having to have counsel with more of the white actors because they were experiencing something different so in dreaming whilst back because you are challenging nuances of what happens in the industry racism oppression and maybe stereotypical situations how did you approach that with your white cast? And I think when you mentioned about having that, that cast that really fit the mold and got, got the jokes and without feeling like, I don't know, was there any nerves? Like, okay, we're saying these type of things and 
hopefully people won't be offended by it, you know, and it's not the black people offended, it's the white people that be like, I'm not like that. And why are you calling these things out? That's interesting. Um, mm. I had some interesting conversations with some of the cast. It was really good, like in terms of them seeing the layers of what Adrani wrote and the truth of it. And I think how him and Ali have tackled the TV version is just very intelligent. That's the only way I can phrase it. Maybe you could speak on it more because you had to deal with, you know, the how you've written it, you know, maybe earlier questions from the actors. I don't know. Yeah, um, I guess you know what, to be honest, the real question, and this is a thing, this is a rule which me and Ali have. So Ali, Ali and I write the show together and Ali is white. And that's great. Right? And But the main thing, which a rule that we set out early on is we will never make up a racist joke. Right. And we set that rule up because we don't want to do something and then somebody tries to say, oh, but that would never happen. And it's like, actually with this rule, we can push it so far because it's like, but it did happen though. So okay. if someone gets upset or if somebody, if somebody watches it and be like, why would you? It's true. So, so let's just start there and ask yourself why you're upset. And I think, to be honest, even just, as I said earlier, earlier conversations with actors, even when we were in the early, early stages of castings, you could start to get a sense of the actors who understood what we were trying to do and mm-hmm. others who may have not understood and just thought, okay, because it's just purely funny, so we're just going to do like a caricature or a comedic version of it wasn't really the case it's like actually we want you to play this authentic so even from the yeah. from the beginning even with heather it was just like yo like we're just playing everything true to life anybody who don't get that that's yes. um it's not your role to do and that's perfectly fine i can't concern myself with <laughs> oh, i love yeah. I- it's very much rooted in um real life everything is feels authentic it's not a full out just you know comedy as 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 we always say like it's a comedy drama and very much rooted in real characters so a lot of the actors how they approach the role as as johnny said was not just to play this caricature they were actually thinking about the makeup of the character they're playing and how this person views the world and you know, we had loads of interesting conversations around that. Even even when people played really small parts, a lot of the white cast that were playing even small parts, but tried to bring a layer of authenticity to what Ajani wrote. <laughs> what they were doing, what they put a lot of work into honor the work. That's what I'd say. Yeah, to honor his work and his words. Trying to do, they everyone done that. And the only reason I, that I brought up the white people for this particular show, when we're talking about this element, is because, as you said, some people might have read things and been like, oh, this isn't for me, you know? Um, I love what you both said. I love that because I think that speaks to what you said, Sebastian, that is the intelligence of how Johnny addressed the situation, but also then it's spotting the people that don't get it and then weeding them out. And actually having budget and maybe having that kind of support with the whole team and the whole people involved you've got room to dis- to explore that and it's also a testament to the project itself the script itself because someone reads it and is like oh, yeah I get that and I want to honor it 
that speaks to the creatives and it speaks it really I think that's really important to to hear yeah. and I think when you're in these spaces sometimes feeling like you're in control of the, of your story and not saying oh well let's go with this person oh well it's because you feel intimidated by oh my god it's BBC or stuff like that that's also testament to your strength of character and knowing that you're like you said stay rooted to your vision then no one can't shake you so you won't make those decisions like maybe let me just get this person in because it makes it easier for everybody um pilot I'm annoyed with the BBC pilot business I'm just going to say it I'm just going to say it you don't have to say anything to that but um but with the pilot, I'm assuming that everyone's going to watch it and... Are your friends to tell their friends and family. Right? And then get the series. Or my thing is, didn't really need to do a pilot, could have just done the series. And as you do, you know, like, give me a moment on set that like really, really encapsulates the whole essence of the joy and the wonder and the pride and the excitement you have about this project. When we, sh I think it's day four, we shot the opening sequence, which was to pay homage to the web series. And we yeah. invited loads, they were like the, the producers, you know, Gina and them were like, Nicola, and all of them were like, yo, you can bring in friends if you want, you know. So I brought in like friends of mine who are filmmakers and a couple of friends of mine who were in the web series and just be like, yo, could you be an extra in the opening shot? Obviously, they're like, everybody's gas, everybody comes on set. Uh, but being on set, again, remember now I'm actor, right? So I don't even know what Stephen and Sebastian are doing in terms of <laughs> setting up the stage and, you know, setting up all of the stuff that's going on. And when they were like, cool, we're going to do a walkthrough. And I'm now walking through and I'm seeing Thomas and Colby, Cornelius, Josh, like just there, Jude, everybody's just there. Like, and I was like, oh man, like, it's me and the man then, you know what I mean? It just it felt like there was just this loving energy of like everybody being like, yo, we're doing something special. And that yeah. was an exciting moment for me, for real, where everybody was just excited. And I guess the second moment, which was a more intimate moment is when there's a scene with myself and Barbillier. And there was a particular shot we did where, you know, you just feel like this just feel nice. I just like, yeah, you know, people are gonna people are gonna love this. And you just felt that. And, and you could feel that and everybody on set was kind of feeling, even as soon as we called cut, I went back to to go do like touch-ups. And you know, Cynthia and Sam and Heidi were just like, oh my God, if you see it on camera, <laughs> you know. And it was just, yeah, man, those were two moments where I was like, yo, yeah, we're making, we're, we're making magic now. I think um, when we had like the first complete edit, like, because the thing is on set for me, it's hard to get into a moment of being like, yeah, we've done it. And yeah. we've, this is it because it's like, it's not even, it's like halfway. So it's I, like, my mind is thinking a million and one things. So I don't ever have that time to kind of process what's happening, which isn't great. You should always do that. But I mean, I think I had a moment where I, where we finished the edit, me, Jez and Ajani were just in a room. We watched the edit and it got to the end and we have like a nice song by my wife playing at the end of the, at the end of the show. And it just, all of it just kind of gelled together and we're like, yeah. It was more of the feeling that the show gave me that, that made me feel like, yeah, this is why we're doing it. This is why everyone worked harder than they probably would 
on other projects, you know. And plus COVID, COVID makes it difficult, you know. So I think when you're doing a project, you know, like if, if people are passionate about it, which they were with this, it gets you through because everyone is just trying to honour the work. So just quickly, give me a book that you have to have in your possession all the time, every time, wherever you go. Inner Engineering by um, Sadhguru. Boy, one book, you know. All right, I would say, funny enough, I would say Switch um, by Chip and Dan Heath. It's just a really good book of like how to, to get yourself in that space. Um, yeah, yeah, how to make change when, when change is, is, feels hard to do. So sometimes you have to just go back and, yeah. Switch. Uh, give me a TV show or film that you watch anytime it's on, on repeat. You've seen it a thousand times. You know all the lines. Yeah. I love Atlanta, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a fan. I'm a proper fan of Atlanta. But yeah, Atlanta. I'll tell you. Okay. Johnny. You know what? I, I, yo, yeah, Atlanta is the one. And I would say, but also, if you're just saying, if it's on, I'll just watch it. Um, Fresh Prince sits in that space for me as well. Like when it came back on Netflix, I was like, Rah. like. I didn't even realize like, I had never watched First Prince in a, like a chronological or yeah, I understand that before it was just on whenever it's on oh, TV. Yeah. Watching. But that's a good point. Now chronological, I was like, bro, like this is actually sick. this actually has a has an arc. Yeah. <laughs> Music, something that if your brethren, your family, if your people put on, whether it's a song or an album, they know that's going to get you break dancing, breaking your back. This makes me realise that I'm more, like, when it comes to music, I'm very, like, internal. Like, I like a lot of music that makes me think. I'm, I'm that kind of person. But if we're talking about, like, grooving, it's more like, uh, it's it, for me, it's Afrobeats. Like, okay, cool. like Afrobeats, I, I love Afrobeats. Like, when I'm writing, I listen to Afrobeats. So, you know, Burner Boy or Wizkid. But in general, it's like J. Cole or Kendrick. Okay. Like they're my go-tos. To pimp a butterfly would be my um my album. Okay, cool. That's fair. Yo, it's more like a genre and I won't like <laughs> Yo, it's dancehall. Funnily enough, dancehall to the point of its broad the broadness of that spectrum. Mm. I remember just coming to England and Tiger Tiger and them place they only play Champa. <laughs> and I remember going and I'm just like, oh my God, like this is like the, like, the most bit that's actually But it got to the point where because I just would never hear dance at all, when I would hear at least Shampa, I'd be like, yo, at least it's Shampa. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least we got something. So yeah, but I'd say it's more dance just as a genre is like. Right, and give me something that you've seen on stage, and that could be a concert, a performance, dance, whatever, everything like that, or a play that really resonated with you. Misty, yeah, I Misty, yes, yeah, Serenze Kennedy's and Misty was phenomenal and is amazing. That was the for me, just the best thing I've seen on the stage ever. It just felt like I was watching To Pimple Butterfly get out and Atlanta in the UK on the screen with singing. I just loved it, I loved it. I, I think that was amazing. Um, you know what? Yeah, I watched that play. I watched Three Sisters by mm-hmm. Inua Ilam, and that was something else. And his style of storytelling as well, where it starts super nice and happy, and you're thinking, "Wow, this is a fun thing," and it just descends, and you're like, "Yo!" Like it gave me the feeling of cinema, 
without being in the cinema. And I was like, right, like theater doesn't normally give me that. Like I normally watch theater from a very like cerebral space of just mm. understanding what's happening. Whereas that really got me like in it. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be the play that sticks out to me. What's made you sad, mad and glad this week? I'm glad, I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy. That's it. That's it. We're happy. We're yeah, happy. I'm not. Uh, yeah. That's good. You don't have to have been sad, mad, or glad. And you're both glad, which I'm glad that you're glad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that I've spoken to you guys because amazing guys. We've had great conversations in the past. And I'm just proud of your rise, proud of this journey. Can't wait to watch with the people then. Um, Someone like called you the Oracle. And I said, you know what? That's true, you know. You know, she just exists in this space where you're just busting the people with the gems and not even really. It's like you're here, but you're, yeah, you exist in this different space. <laughs> the rest of us guiding us i'm just here yeah. on business i'm enjoying everyone just do their thing and i'm especially those who've been doing it and getting the getting through the door and those who are coming in and busting the door it's just nice to watch so i'm really proud of you both and um thank you i'm hoping everybody responds the way they need to respond but i think the response since even when we shared it on our platform everyone's just like yeah man so i feel like there's a lot of love for this and excitement for this so and thank you for continuing to champion us you know what i mean that's what we do yeah we're just hoping that the the you know the response just drives drives the views drives it and drives it to the next stage you know that next stage that we won't talk about but i will but yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much and to meet you soon nice one thank you so much